0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 105, Christmas movies, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And bonus interview with Tim Barron, artist and creator of Twas the Night Before Krampus.
1: Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. Strangers. <laughs> Would we
2: be needs to be said? Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? Or would the truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman.
3: Wonder Woman.
2: Card versus captain cook do you think that there's room in sci-fi for god the very first thing that god did so wise, yeah. was that he created something so we have a creative god this is strangers and aliens
3: podcast
2: merry christmas Merry Christmas. Ho
1: ho
0: ho. And a happy new year. Hey, it's Strangers and Aliens. And we're going to talk about Christmas movies cuz we're Strangers and Aliens and we like movies and we like Christmas.
1: And that's what we do. Yeah. It's just how we roll.
0: Have you guys been checking out the blog postings that I've been putting up this month of strange Christmas movies? Yep. Yeah, um, check
1: out some of them, yeah.
0: Yeah, now we've had a number of Christmas posts on Strangers and Aliens. Steve, you did the Lady and the Tramp post from the series. And Dr. Jace, but you've posted, uh, I think it was your seven favorites. If you could only watch seven Christmas movies because the world ended or you were on a deserted island or something like that. And then you also did a post, um, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, that was the most overrated Christmas movies ever. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've got – I think that our website, as far as uh, categories go, Christmas, I think would just kind of dominate dominate the categories because of all that stuff. So we're going to talk about Christmas movies though. We're going to talk about ones that we hate. We're going to talk about some strange Christmas movies and we're going to talk about – Um, in specifically a Christmas carol and just some of the adaptations of a Christmas carol, which is, I guess that's another blog post that you wrote, Dr. Jace.
2: Yeah. It's called uh, a Christmas carol slam (laughs) down. That's right.
0: A Christmas carol slam down. Our third episode ever was called the best and worst Christmas stories. And this kind of goes along with that, but third episode ever, that was December 22nd, 2011.
2: Yeah. so So we can, and I'll be honest. Um, some some things have changed. It's
0: true. There are – I've got a new one on my list that I, no, really I like.
2: I, I, there's actually in, in the movies of the most overrated Christmas movies ever, there is one of those of my top overrated movies that I have been converted this Christmas season. Really? Yes. Awesome. So, so when we get to that portion, I will make the big reveal.
0: Okay. And we do have two um, listener – Recordings that I'm going to be playing for you. One from Peter Franson and one from Daniel Butcher uh, of, of some movies that they really like. So, all right, let's get started. Let's start with the bad. We're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly here. The bad is what we're going to start with. The ugly will be the weird movies. And then Christmas Carol, the good. So, I asked you guys moments before we started recording to tell them to come up with one or two uh, Christmas movies that you hate and hate is a strong word so i'm looking for strong emotion here (laughs)
2: this isn't this isn't this isn't the weird christmas
1: movies right no no no, this is you just do
0: not like it okay you do not like it and so this kind of goes maybe into your overrated um yeah but overrated doesn't mean you didn't like it it just means that it it gets more credit than it's
2: due no i I pretty much hate them all okay except for one (laughs) now for one yeah one has 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 changed my... Risen job. to the top. Well, it's 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 fighting hard. <laughs> all right. So
0: I'm. Get, do you mind if I go ahead and start with the one that I hate the most? No, go ahead. Of go ahead. all Christmas movies, I hate 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 how the Grinch stole Christmas.
2: Oh, oh now Carrey's, not right?
0: the cartoon, the Jim Carrey <laughs> movie.
2: I, I knew you'd <laughs> yes. pick that one. Yeah, I knew exactly.
0: I love the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, I love the cartoon partially because it really is the book. I mean, they added a couple things in. But that movie, I couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. I uh. could not stand it. And I don't know if it's because I love the cartoon so much. And they just went in and added a whole lot of stuff that I just felt like did not need to be added in. Yeah, um, Things that kind of detracted, actually, from the message of the, of the book.
1: And some of them were just, like, disgusting. I don't even want to get into it. But, I mean, it's just... Don't watch it. It's just gross.
0: <laughs> I just oh, if there is a movie that I'd like to erase, that's one. Erase yeah, it. I, I, <laughs> Get rid of I it. I
1: disagree.
2: Although, I, although I think that, um I think originally I, I had written, I think three years ago that it was one of my favorite ones. Although I'm not. I'm that's like, in year yeah. seven. Yeah, that's in my top seven you have to see. Yeah, I'm waiting to see. Uh, I haven't seen it this year, and I'm not sure I saw it last year. Uh, but I'm waiting to see if it still holds up the test of time. I, I disagree with you guys uh, for this simple fact. I love the book. I love the cartoon. I never expected the movie to be exactly like it because there's not enough story there. There's not enough conflict. Uh, you know, All these perfectly good people and then just one completely evil kind of guy is not – the most interesting story. It so may not be, it.
0: but, and I'm not expecting them to make a movie and never add anything to it. You have to do that. Yeah. I just don't like what they added. That's, yeah, and that's my thing. I,
2: I remember this is when Jim Carrey was like at his peak of Jim Carreyness. And so when I first saw it, he made me laugh a lot. Although, um, I may look at it differently through parental eyes now, because when I first saw these, of course I, I wasn't even married. So, uh, it's possible that I would see him differently. Um but uh but I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. I just didn't like it.
0: So
1: I thought it was gross. So there I it is. It was what was like, gross?
2: What was
0: gross?
1: I don't even I don't even want to get into it. There was just
0: <laughs> I honestly do not remember it being gross. I just remember yeah, I don't walking remember. out and feeling I,
2: ugh. I, when he said it's gross, the thing why? I remember was he him eating an onion and then burping in someone's face. That's what I remember. That is gross. <laughs> that is gross. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, my son is 12 now and he started doing things like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's gross, dude.
1: That's but he's bad. a teenager
0: and that's what it works with. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was it, what was it rated? Do you know if it was rated PG or PG 13? I imagine it would be PG, PG, right?
2: Yeah. It was, it was PG. I'm fairly yeah. certain. But it was Jim Carrey. Jim- and so
0: that did bring in the college yeah. crowd and, Oh, yes. okay. Ah, The Grinch Stole Christmas. That's my hated one. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next?
1: <laughs> well, I have a, a short list.
0: A short list, okay.
1: Uh, the Grinch was obviously there. Um, Santa Buddies. Any of those Buddies movies. Oh, oh. wow.
0: That's Air um, Bud, but it's with puppies, right? Yeah, and I'm just telling
2: you guys... <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's it's all from the whole – believe me, I have – it's on Netflix and they have all the dog movies and my daughter just keeps going, dog, dog. So I've seen those movies <laughs> in the last week two or three times. You know, you have some control over that, right? Very little. <laughs>
0: Very I little. have
1: ultimate control over it. I just put the hammer down on it.
2: <laughs> well, I'd rather watch that than, you know, How the Grinch stole Christmas at this point. But – I
1: don't know coin flip okay. well, there was
2: one there was one the superhero one I didn't really care for because they had a lot of new age stuff in it but
1: um, which one was that the Santa buddies, buddies one
2: Super no Bud. no 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 it was a superhero one I don't remember what the name was but it was the superheroes they was it a good. superhero
1: Buddies one or was it a superhero Christmas yeah. Thing?
2: yeah Yeah. no no Yeah. The, the all the dogs were superheroes it was not related to Christmas I'm just saying that that's a whole that franchise thing. yeah, yeah. They're totally milking that sucker for Just
0: building up on the air bud. <laughs> How could yeah. they have... Did they know
2: what it was going to become? Yeah, I that's a good one, Steve. That one... Those are horrible. I, I think um, the one I chose is one that I, I know a lot of people consider a classic. And I just consider it horrible. And that is Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. And Ooh. we we've discussed this i'm sure in the past but uh, my issue with the film is that this father leaves his son to be santa and then at you know the end of the film you know you understand that you know i have to be santa for all the children of the world and then the boy goes yes i don't want to be selfish oh you're so grown up i understand and it's kind of like how many fathers have tried to convince their kids that they have to stay home late at work every single night because their job is more important than them?
0: Okay, I don't and, know too much about the movie, but wouldn't it have been more awesome for him just to take the kid with him?
2: Yeah. Well, Let the kid he, live he, there. You know, well, that's The thing is he did for Christmas Eve, but then he, how he answers it he goes, here's this little snow globe so you can see me anytime you want. Instead <laughs> of, hey, I'm going to be your father and I'm going to be in your life. Yeah.
0: yeah. So basically, he said, "Here's a cell phone with my number in it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a call.
2: Call me, and when I'm not busy checking the list, you know whether it's good or bad, then then I'll fit you in somewhere. Well, it's, it's, it's a, like
1: the it's it's like the this the um, Christmas equivalent to the end of uh, uh, what is it? Superman Returns or uh, uh, Close Encounters the, of the Third, third I knew you were going to go
0: there. Where <laughs> oh, the father man.
1: just goes away but you <laughs> yeah. know it's for the best right son yeah dad yeah. i guess because you're an adult and i'm an impressionable kid and i have nothing else to say about it because you're the adult and you're going to do what you're going to do anyway so i might as well just say this because you're the adult and otherwise the movie's just going to keep going f- on and on just like this sentence
0: yeah this sentence is going really <laughs> is it going somewhere
1: <laughs> no,
2: no I, I i remember um the post that I posted somebody really Took me to task kind of saying well in the second movie things get better i'm like well in the second movie it shows the kid become like a juvenile delinquent no well no wonder his dad yeah. wasn't there
0: yeah <laughs> hey um it follows you know? yeah it's it's funny that you bring that up i kind of expected you to bring it up but we from the feedback that we got we got a message from daniel butcher and i'm gonna go ahead and play that right now because he doesn't take you to task dr jace but he definitely disagrees with you
3: hi guys It's Daniel from Daniel Butcher from Welcome to Level 7 with my favorite Christmas movie of all time. You'll probably be shocked. It's a Disney movie. And it is, in fact, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. The first one, the original, before there was plastic bums and tushies running around. Um, To be honest, for me, this movie is absolute comedy gold. The lines in it are so funny, and the way that Tim Allen delivered them in what was really his first big motion picture is just hilarious. It is my Christmas tradition that whenever my Christmas tree goes up, the Santa Claus has to be playing on the TV so that I can speak the lines and the quips in line with him. Hey, nice sweater. Is that one of ours? I love this movie. Now, I know that some of you don't enjoy this movie. Don't find it funny and have concerns about some of the relationships. But for me, the relationship that really matters with this movie is with my gram, my wife's grandmother. Um, When we were young and in college, one day we went to go to her house and pick up some of my wife's cousins and take them to the movie. And when we got there, Graham looked at us and said, they've been spoiled rotten. Um, They don't get to go today. I'm going to go. And so for the next two hours, Graham and us, we sat in that movie theater and we laughed and laughed and laughed. And so now whenever I see the Santa Claus, all I can do is think about Graham and how much she loved me. And even though she wasn't my grandparent by birth, she was definitely one of my favorite grandparents. So my all-time favorite Christmas movie is the Santa Claus.
2: I, under- I understand, you know, Dan, when you see a movie and it's a special – but it doesn't make the movie good. It just makes that time uh, special. Uh, the the film's message is horrendous for it being a family film, and uh, you know, Daniel and I agree on a lot. That one, uh, there's, you know, my my daughter and I were in the car the other day, and we saw a car accident happen. It doesn't mean that it was a good experience. It just means that you know, I had a good special time with my daughter.
1: Yeah, um, you really have to, s- to separate the subjective. Things from actual goodness. So, uh, you know, I would have... Well, that's, Steve, that's you've already would,
0: had that conversation with Daniel.
1: I, yeah, we have.
0: Yeah, <laughs> about yeah. heroes. So. Um, but um, I mean, there's,
1: there's, there's plenty of really bad ones out there. Like, I mean, uh, for instance, one that I haven't even seen, but it's bad just because of what it is on multiple levels. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Christmas Doesn't Need Porn. You know, it's <laughs> just no...
2: Well, I mean, there's lots of other ones, in, in my overrated ones, I Jingle All the Way, which other people go, and several people mark, that's not even a classic, and then all the young people, that uh, my college students, oh, that's a family classic, we watch that every single Christmas, it's a horrible, horrible movie.
0: I have not seen it, I almost want to, because I've heard of how bad it is,
2: because
1: <laughs> it's Schwarzenegger, it's
0: a, I
2: mean, come on. Yeah, as an auction figure, Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty bad.
1: Well, it, it could have been as – it could have been like – what is it? Santa with muscles with Hulk Hogan. I mean <laughs> –
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, that one was really bad. I've
0: seen parts of that one. I haven't seen the whole thing
2: but oh, There's just man.
1: bad badness yeah. out there. My, my or,
2: brother has disowned me every year because every year I list a Christmas story as the number one most overrated Christmas movie of all time. He keeps saying that it was like what our childhood was like growing up and I was just like – I don't know what – family you grew up in, but but I think you're delusional. All
0: right. Well, let's shift gears then a little bit here and move away from movies that we can't stand to some of the more weird Christmas movies. And this kind of goes along with what I've been posting movies that aren't meant to be Christmas movies, but are because they have Christmas stuff in them. But it also goes into some areas possibly that Dr. Jason and I at least um, would enjoy together. And that would be Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yeah,
2: that's, that's, a, family, that's a, a yearly tradition. But the problem is, is it's pretty much when I say family tradition, it's pretty much me as the family tradition. <laughs> Dr. Jace, I feel Everyone so sad it. for you. Everyone hates it. And so I'm hoping that my children, as they grow up, they can appreciate it as much as I do. Right, right now, the best I can get for them is that we can play it while we're playing games or something, so that they're not really having the. It's, they, yeah. it's not as painful for everyone else.
0: Now, Mystery Science Theater uh, three thousand did uh, their thing on Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, and it's pretty funny. But um, when I watch it with my family, it is the unadulterated, pure version. It's, it's just the movie itself. And Doctor Jason, I feel so sad for you because. I know. Two years ago, I watched it with my son, my eldest, and he and I had a great time. Last year, the whole family, my daughters, my wife, my son and I sat in front of the TV. I won't say we all watched it because my wife fell asleep like within 10 minutes. But this year, my
2: kids are asking for it. They want this. So so is the Mystery Science Theater, is that family friendly? Is that version?
0: For- I would say it's close to family friendly. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not playing it for my kids, partially because I I don't remember exactly. It's I have a, a just a vague nagging feeling like there were a couple things, and so I need to rewatch it to find out. Yeah, um, but I don't want to go there with them yet because already my kids are are kind of doing the mystery science theater kind of thing, and I don't necessarily want them to get that. Uh, I, I don't want them to be soiled you know they're pure right now and and when, once they you, watch it the jokes that they tell about it are going to be you know Mike or Joel's jokes and not not their own Yeah. So, eventually we'll get to it I'm sure but because we have watched through all uh, four of the Gamera movies from Mystery Science Theater and they love it they Gamera. love
1: it so. good stuff
0: all right so some what are
2: some other weird weird Christmas choices for you well you took my um, my main one but I'm gonna have to go with a Christmas classic that I just watched with um, with my family I think last week and uh, every time I watch it every year I am just shocked that it's still classic I mean I still there's still a special place in my heart for it but I'm just wondering You know, and that's the claymation's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Because (laughs) it's like, how can you portray Santa Claus any worse than (laughs) him being this superficial, arrogant guy who only, you only have space for you when you can do something for him? Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's like, we don't like you because you have a big, glowy nose. Forget about, you know, the snowman. Forget about the talking animal. We're going to get on you because you have a big nose. And, um, you know, you just don't fit in. I, and, and from what I understand, if I if I remember correctly, I believe I did a little bit of research on this, and the original version did not even have them handing out the Misfit toys at the end. After no, the original, yeah, you're right. After you're the right. original running... People were like, well, we want a happy ending for the toys too. So they had to add that in there. So the original version was even worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. They were trying, obviously, to make a message of even people who are different can add, you know, and even people who are different, you should accept them because they can do stuff. But the message it ends up giving is if you are different, you can only be accepted if you can be extraordinary.
2: Yeah. Like, that's the message. And And that's just that. But people are like, oh, but it's the original Rudolph. It's not the original Rudolph. They totally repped off. I mean, originally, Rudolph was like this marketing ploy and then became these little booklets and then became a song. And then the original cartoon was very different than the claymation. And so the claymation just totally torpedoed the original cartoon, which is kind of cool if you've never seen it. Google it. Uh, the original cartoon before the claymation was was kind of cool. I mean, it's, if you like old animation,
0: right, right. But they're classics, though. I mean, the the Rankin Bass uh, stop motion things they're they're classics. But um, they also did Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey, and that's another one where that donkey gets kicked out of his house. He gets left out. His mom dies giving him warmth in the middle of a storm and like all these terrible things happen to him because he's got long ears right and then oh but he can wrap his ears around Mary as they're traveling and protect her from the cold and so again because he's extraordinary he's different but he's basically a superhero and so we'll accept him
2: in this one the villain (laughs) is is basically Santa Claus I mean the biggest oh yeah yeah. all, all Santa would have had to have done was say hey it's no big deal and then everyone else falls in line
0: Oh, or even better, Santa could could have said to them, "You guys are being jerks. Stop well, doing I mean. that. Don't that, don't be that, like that. I didn't raise you to be like this. You're Santa's that, reindeer for crying out loud. Come on."
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. Is that he? So what, basically, they're just reflecting his own. So basically, what we have is this: in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the claimation they have turned Santa Claus into the old elephants from Dumbo. I mean that's pretty much <laughs> what Santa Claus becomes. But that's another – Dumbo is another
0: one where it's that same message. You're different but, and we won't accept you until you've done
2: something extraordinary and then we'll accept you. <laughs> so so, yeah. so th- that makes me wonder. Did that Santa Claus, did he only give gifts to kids who, with normal-sized noses? What I mean, do you think know.
0: good means? I, I don't. I, you're, yeah. If yeah. you're if you're naughty or nice, if you're nice, it means you're just like everyone else. Yeah. If you're naughty, you're different. <laughs> but anyway. if you're different and extraordinary, you get a present. So.
2: <laughs> anyway. Or or if you can, we can find some use for you. Maybe. Right.
0: Right. So. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> um. So from the the ones that I've been posting um, that are kind of strange Christmas movies, we do have some really – I was very excited to remember you know, like Star Trek Generations. That's a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. Come on. It is because that is Captain Picard's ideal life that he missed out on is that Dickensian, Victorian um, life with a family. Perfectly idealized as Christmas dinner, and you have the Christmas tree. Guyning comes like, and visits him. Kind
2: of like the same thing with Die Hard. Die Hard's like around Christmas time, but it's actually an adventure, adventure movie. But you know, it's the one movie that guys can be guys and go, you know, <laughs> and not feel like they're losing their guyhood. I guess.
0: <laughs> oh, and Die Hard too as well. He just wants to get home for Christmas. Or get to his wife. Yeah. So, but we do have a new one this year, new Christmas movie, Prometheus. I
1: haven't you? seen
0: it. It's a <laughs> it's a Christmas movie because when they get to a planet, it's Christmas Day, and they get out a tree. But one of the things that Ridley Scott had planned on putting in the movie but didn't was that um, one of those aliens that they're coming to visit came to Earth two thousand years ago.
1: Oh, and they dear. killed him.
0: Yeah. Be- <laughs> and that's, you know. Man. Yeah. And so the, there was supposed to be significance in pulling out that Christmas tree and them going to the planet on Christmas Day. but um, Lame. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we have? Jaws the Revenge Christmas movie. <laughs>
1: it's, A feel good Christmas movie yeah. too, isn't it?
0: Here's another new one for this year, though. Iron Man 3. It's a Christmas movie. Right? No. It takes place during Christmas.
1: Christmas gifts
0: are actually a plot
1: point. I think we need to have a stricter definition of what Christmas movie means. Psycho. (laughs) Psycho (laughs) is a
0: Christmas movie. Do you know why it's a Christmas movie?
1: Yeah.
0: Because when they went to shoot some B-roll footage... They accidentally got a street that was that had Christmas decorations on it, and instead of going out and shooting it again, Alfred Hitchcock said, "We'll just use it in the background, you know, as as a rear projection, and we'll just put a title card up front that says December Eleventh, Phoenix, Arizona." Right, Christmas movie. (laughs) Okay. Here's one though, guys. Fellowship of the Ring is a Christmas movie.
1: Yeah.
0: And do you know why? If you read the article I'd, you know why.
1: <laughs> I haven't read the article, but I do know why.
0: Why is it a Christmas movie?
1: Because when he's in the what is the House of Healing or whatever, isn't Rivendell, it? Rivendell, like yeah. The the twenty fifth of December when they leave. Yeah. I think.
0: The the fellowship. Yeah. So Frodo and all of the you know, Legolas and, and Gimli and all the dwarves or all, all the human guys. Leave <laughs> Rivendell on December twenty fifth to go destroy the ring here's the other significant thing from Tolkien about the Lord of the Rings is they destroy the ring on March 25th and March 25th traditionally is the date of the first Good Friday so they leave Rivendell to destroy the evil ring on Christmas Day and they destroy the ring on the day on Good Friday right yeah which is pretty cool I mean Tolkien didn't like allegory but he sure didn't mind illusion so (laughs) (laughs) um yeah Brazil and 12 Monkeys Terry Gilliam those are two movies that take place with Christmas at Christmas time yeah but that's the whole point of those articles is these are movies that have very in some ways very very tenuous connections to Christmas
1: loose loose connections
0: but it, it was fun to do it was very fun to do so, um any other strange Christmas movies that you guys enjoy, love? Maybe not love, but you like the fact that it's just so weird?
2: Well, I think a lot of the Christmas movies are weird. It's just that after they, they've been around a while we get used to them. But if I mean if you think about it, you know, Christmas Carol's an interesting offbeat story, especially in the Muppets version. It's a Wonderful Life is not the normal kind of film that was made back then. Elf, you know, the um, human who lived with elves who becomes an elf. And, I mean, it's, these are all really not the norm, but they have starting to be around for so long that you used to them. Well, what's cool about Christmas movies
0: is we tend to get fantasy movies. And so that appeals to, definitely appeals to us. And and people who are listening to this podcast, we like fantasy, we mm-hmm. like uh, fairy tales. Maybe not everyone does, but with with Christmas movies, we get fairy tales,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and sometimes we get dark spins on that. But um, I'm going to um, play uh, Peter, Peter Franson's uh, recording that he sent us right now, and because we haven't mentioned this movie yet, and I'm going to let him be the one who brings it up. Hey, this is Peter Franson from the Spirit Blade Underground Podcast and ChristianGeekCentral.com. I host uh, a, a bake-a-thon, a nerd movie bake every Christmas season
3: to bake goodies and just kind of get ready to uh, give them all away. And uh, I, for years now, I keep adding movies, like I'm adding Prometheus this year, I'm adding probably Iron Man 3, but the mainstay of my Christmas nerd movie bake
0: is Batman Returns. It just... It doesn't feel like Christmas until I see that Weird greenish black stuff Coming out of the penguin's nose <laughs> Merry Christmas everybody So Peter Thank you Batman Returns gentlemen Batman
2: Returns Your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Basically the penguin is what Santa Claus could have looked like Had he chosen the dark side I hadn't thought of that that's a really good point, dr. Jace yeah, instead of yeah. elves he has penguins, you know yeah, the dark yeah. Side. i i <laughs> that's I had not thought of that nice very nice um scary but nice yeah, instead of milk and cookies he eats raw fish I mean yeah, pretty, little... yeah. yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and another weird movie that was intentionally weird but has obvious Christian i mean not christian Christmas, but yeah, Christmas yeah. connections. Is uh, a nightmare before Christmas,
0: and if Which you want to stick with Tim Burton,
1: but, so I won't, it. I won't ruin it for you. Yeah, so it's a, it's a Tim Burton uh, jump off as well. Um, but Sticks. what? Okay, what good. I, let me finish.
0: I Thought you were done. I was.
1: <laughs> what I really thought was interesting was how it was released around um, Halloween, but still, it was in theaters. I think even through Christmas and. It just kept going and going and going because of the whole storyline, which I won't get into. I don't want to ruin it for Doctor Jace. Um, and it was that it was that type of movie where it it could have tanked, and it could have been out of theaters, you know, before you know November. But it just it just had that staying power because I think people wanted to. You know they they saw the the little elements of, of Christmas in there, and they wanted to have it last. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah.
0: Another Tim Burton is uh, a Christmas movie is Edward Scissorhands, where the entire yeah. third act takes place at Christmas time yep. and revolves around a Christmas party that mm-hmm. that people are
2: avoiding because. I think Tim weird. Burton likes dark Christmases.
0: Yeah, I think he likes taking things that are you know, happy and joyful. And basically I think he feels like he's kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit to say, look, you guys on the surface, this is, you know, tinsel and lights, but underneath the surface is, it's just like, we aren't different people. When you get to Christmas time, we're the same people Mm -hmm. that we were before Tim Burton and Christmas. They just seem to go together.
2: (laughs) Well, Yes. Are you re- ready to go to a Christmas Carol? I am ready to go to a Christmas Carol. Are you? Christmas Carol Slam Down.
0: Let's do it. <laughs> Let's talk Christmas Carol because in our next episode, we're actually going to, need to play an old time radio uh, episode that that adapted Christmas Carol. And it's a great story. There's been some awesome movies. And Dr. Jace, I know it's one of your
2: favorite stories out there, man. So
0: yeah. go to it, man. Let's talk about All Christmas right. Carol.
2: So basically, I. I made a list of my five favorite Christmas carols. And I know that everyone has their favorite. Um, but, uh, I have my five and I've already stated that my number one is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Nice. It's hilarious. It's fun. It's creative, but it it's six heartfelt together. and meaningful too. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, in my opinion, it's the best Muppet movie they've ever done. Um, and so, um, I think that if you move down, I also, what I have listed is uh, Scrooge, Bill Murray Scrooge, a Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is a shorter version. Patrick Stewart is my favorite uh, straight, as far as uh, just regular Christmas carols is my favorite Scrooge. And then surprise to many is Jim Carrey's animated Christmas Carol, which I saw in 3D. And it might, I might be skewed as I saw with Daniel Butcher, because I saw that with my wife on Christmas with her family, which was like, I believe it one of the furry first Christmases we ever spent together. So um, it's meaningful for me.
0: And I haven't seen that one. Um, I've just seen some of the commercials and it just felt that uncanny valley where you have um, computer animation. That's almost, but not quite realistic. And so it, it feels just a little off Uh
2: so I, I haven't gone ahead and watched that. From my I mean I, I've not read the books the book, but a couple of my friends of mine who are big fans of the book said that, that that version is the closest movie version to the book that's ever been made.
0: Wait you've not read the book? No, I haven't.
2: How did you get through school without reading Christmas Girl? I was reading The Hiding place
1: okay well i i guess i'd have to take the hiding place over a christmas carol but well i'd much rather
0: i'd much rather read a christmas carol
2: (laughs) than the hiding place that that book is i own it sad i have five five (laughs) versions of it and i actually have this very special leather bound um book of uh charles dickens christmas stories Mm -hmm. there's some great stuff in there i go to start like every Christmas, I go to start and I get through the first three or four. I think it's like the first three pages, and then family stuff comes up. You know, I don't want to read it during the summertime. I want to read it during Christmas time, and Christmas just gets so busy. It's so short, though. I am I am <laughs> amazed. Yeah, I am I, I am gobstopped. That's my kid's new. You have word. to understand. Right now, I'm in my office, and I have a room with shelves of books. In fact. Right next to me, I have, I have 40 books, which are the next 40 books that I'm reading. <laughs> and, and then, once, I, and next to that, I have a list of 20 books, which is the last 20 books I've read this year. So I'm constantly reading. I just have not been able to do a lot of fiction. I am uh, amazed, my friend. Wow,
1: I I, am have, amazed. I have almost
2: zero time for fiction at this point. Wow. Wow. I know.
0: Okay. All right. I'm just I'm just surprised that it hasn't been part of your
2: your your uh, education.
1: I know. Was it? Just seems I, I, natural. I
2: grew up reading Moby Dick, The Hiding Place, um, Sherlock Holmes, those those things. Which this Never. fits
0: right in there with them. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> wow, okay, alright. Well, You've you don't seen don't the movies so him. you know you know the story. <laughs> then again,
2: you have to understand, you know, I did grow up in different neighborhoods. I didn't grow up in the traditional. I grew up in Flint, Michigan, which I don't think they're reading less than the same.
1: Well, it, I think it'll be on everybody's reading <laughs> list.
2: I told you guys, we weren't allowed to read Chronicles of Narnia.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. All
2: right. So
0: <laughs> steve what what's uh what's your favorite version of a Christmas girl
1: This is kind of weird because a couple of years ago i um I was up wrapping presents until I don't even know when um there were just tons and tons and tons of wrapping to do and um I usually do the stockings or the, the at least my wife's stocking. And um, I try to, you know, put a lot of effort and time and everything into it. So there was, I had a lot of time, and I just I, I went to Netflix and I got I don't know four or five different versions of it. And what I intended to do was to sort of compare and contrast, and to you know, but they all just sort of made this one big amalgamated Christmas <laughs> Carol inside my head, and it's I
2: bled into one, huh?
1: I can't really tell them apart now it same thing happened with the, the first three lethal weapon movies. I saw them all at once, and I don't know what happens in one or the other I except just the first
0: one is a christmas movie
1: i you know what it, <laughs> it just is. it sort of blends in just sort of <laughs> <laughs> but um unless i'm I'm actively you know taking notes i I shouldn't do stuff like that because uh because unless it's something that's linear. Like, uh, like for instance, the uh, the OTR uh, Martian Chronicles thing, that was cool because it was linear. You know, it had the dates and the, all that different stuff. Um, so it, they they just sort of blend.
0: So what you're saying is you like the Christmas Carol movie? You're just not sure which one you like.
1: Yeah, there were definitely some that were not. Good. They were like very short. Like there's a 20 minute version where they just try to jam yeah. stuff in. Um,
2: I think the best still, a abridged version is is the Disney Mickey Mouse version because that one's yeah. fairly short, but they mm-hmm. get the main highlights. Yeah, I, I'm surprised how much
0: they actually get in, but it doesn't feel like they're rushing it. Yeah, like you're just you're going along and it's so short, but you get the story. And you don't feel like they're they're leaving anything out, even though they are. But you don't feel like it.
1: Yeah. So okay.
0: Well, and the Muppets one is my favorite one too. That's yeah, great for sure. So. All right. Well, before we go, keeping in line with the idea of cr- strange Christmas stories, um, I did do an interview with Tim Barron about his book "Twas the Night Before Krampus: uh, A Tale of Saint Nicholas," and it's a book that he and I worked on that he drew it first and then handed it to me. Um, and then we also talk a little bit about some other Christmas stories that he likes and that kind of thing. So we're going to play that interview now and, and then we're going to say goodbye guys. So, um, I'm going to roll that tape. I am recording. So I'm happy to be back here with Tim Barron. He's sitting down with me, although not sitting down in the same room as me, but we're both sitting, so we're sitting together. Hello everybody. Hours away from each other. So um so Tim, thank you for uh showing up on Strangers and Aliens again as a repeat guest. Hey, I'm happy to be
4: here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate
0: it. So as you know, we're talking about Christmas movies, strange Christmas movies, strange Christmas stories. And as far as strange Christmas stories go Tim, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've got one. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought this would actually be a nice fit. I've been wanting to get you on to talk about Krampus partially because, you know, I was involved with, with this book, but, Mm -hmm. um, also because it is an interesting thing and, and I like talking to you anyway, and it fits perfectly. It's not a movie. It's a graphic novel. Mm hmm but it does fit with our topic. So why don't you introduce the book to our listeners? What is Twas the Night Before Christmas, A Tale of St. Nicholas? All right. It is a uh, graphic novel that
4: you and I did last year, and uh, we kind of shot that thing out of a cannon. We did it in a very short period of time. Um, Once the idea started incubating, in my mind, it kind of finished itself. But it's a story about – saint nicholas uh who's basically this santa obviously you know this santa claus type character but we've added to the mythology of the saint nicholas character in that he's sort of this war-torn um almost an old knight and uh, he's got this long beard and he's got some scars and he's got these long grizzly uh eyebrows and he's just uh he's just this war-torn sort of a knight Kind of a guy, but he also has this tender spot where his mission is, you know, giving gifts to children still. But the thing that gets in the way of that every single year is a yearly run-in with Krampus, his uh, you know hol- his evil holiday counterpart. And so the whole story is is about their final meetup, where this is the this is the end. This is they're gonna this this is the last time. Uh, that they fight, and like Optimus Prime says, "One shall, one <laughs> shall rise, one shall fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one shall stand, one shall fall." Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so the, the whole thing is them meeting up, fighting, and then uh, there is a, a uh, you know, there's some other some bystanders who get in, get involved, and some just absolutely insanity that it happens in the process. That's just. uh Really proud of how it turned out. You did an amazing job scripting it. The, uh, we you know I did the you know I came up with the story idea, and I did the uh, all the artwork and handed it to you, and you tied everything together and wove this awesome mythology into it, which I, I just thought it was was
0: wonderful. Yeah, this is another one where it was kind of the, uh, the inverse of the Stan Lee Marvel method. Mm-hmm. Where it was drawn first and then scripted later, um, mm-hmm. which is a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy doing that, and this one was again kind of a fun one to work on. We we talked about this with Julius Destructus in our previous interview. Mm-hmm. So, um,
4: yeah, you've blown me away both times that you've done it. Gone far above my wildest expectations.
0: This one was kind of a, a weird one though. With with Julius Destructus, it was weird because it was just weird Um, with, (laughs) with, uh, it was the night before Krampus and, you know, the subtitle being a a tale of St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Um, this one's kind of weird because it's not original with you Mm -hmm. as far as the characters, St. Nicholas, he existed, uh, long before (laughs) this -hmm. graphic novel, Krampus also existed before this graphic novel. And so what caused you to start, you know, kind of noodling around with the idea of santa claus fighting a monster
4: mm-hmm. yeah well christmas I, I think just even the season uh lends itself to well because it's tied so intricately into your childhood memories you know mm-hmm. um toys and and whatnot and uh the whole santa claus mythos once i got older and i you know studied a little bit about the historic saint nicholas that he was uh, saint nicholas of of myra someplace i think in the whereabouts of turkey but he you know he apparently attended the council of nicaea where they debated and discussed the doctrine of the trinity and the deity of christ and um apparently he punched arius the guy on the other side uh i don't know
0: did you know that i did i mean it's one of those
4: well, that, who knows yeah. what
0: really happened but right it's a nice I'd little like- legend that came out of there <laughs> Right, <laughs> so
4: anyways, um, just you know thinking of the uh, you know that he was a st- historic person, and then um, thinking you know this mythology that' sort of latched on to him over the years, which is bizarre, you know that he ended up being this fat guy in a red suit and end up on advertising Coke you know in the uh, the 50s or 30s or whatever, you know, that sort of image, and then I don't know, I guess I just wanted to deviate from that and um, think of him more along the lines of just this, somehow along the lines, this character got imbued with some supernatural powers and some, you know, some mission, you know, to, to help the children and deliver gifts to the children and fight evil. You know, all that sort of thing that is cool to you as a kid. Krampus. Um if any of you aren't familiar with Krampus, I just kind of found out about the whole Krampus thing a few years ago and it's just this basically uh, I guess it's a more of a European thing. Um but basically the you know, the story over in the oh way where is it then it, it kind of originated out of uh, Is it
0: Norway that it came out of or it's Yeah, Scan- those, it's one of the Scandinavian, Scandinavian countries, yeah.
4: Yeah, one of those places. But basically the legend was was that apparently if I understand it correctly, Nicholas and Krampus traveled side by side and Nicholas, you know, would, uh, and, and even the, the Nicholas I've seen in pictures is sort of like kind of this, you know, robed in saintly attire where he's just sort of like, you know, literally like the saint, St. Nicholas. And he travels side by side with Krampus and he rewards the good children. And Krampus either like (laughs) is very morbid, but he either like eats them or punishes them somehow. I think, in a lot of depictions he's he's uh pictured with like like a whip or something, mm-hmm. but he's not good, he's bad um and so learning a little bit about that and thinking well how can i how can I change that up a little bit and do more of a uh good versus evil thing as opposed to <laughs> good somehow corroborating with evil in a <laughs> very twisted <laughs> European way. And so uh, somehow we landed on the, the night, which was the night before Krampus, tale of St. Nicholas story. And you kind of wove a uh, element in there that I thought was really cool, where you have sort of a, uh, what do you call, sort of a, um, not a, not a, you yeah. have sort of a
0: what, the legacy say, idea.
4: The legacy, yes. Yeah. yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, with, the, I
0: mean, with the legacy there it's it's basically you know this battle is going to continue um but it, or or the krampus is going to continue but that that doesn't mean it all is lost because saint nicholas will also continue whether or not it's this saint nicholas or whether it's someone else kind of taking the mantle because this guy he is world weary i mean i am seen these pictures mm-hmm. that you're sending and, it's like this, he is, you know, here's Santa Claus as the world weary warrior wizard. <laughs> you know, Yeah. And
4: he has a broadsword that will cut through anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking at this and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your artwork and it's fun because I can let my imagination just kind of go anywhere, but then it's still tethered by what's on the page. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking at this and thinking, okay, well, what about this? What about this? They, they do this every year. And okay, this might be the last year. Who knows? And I think this is actually, I did. I, I think this is where I asked you to insert one thing mm-hmm. with the little the little boy, mm-hmm. and just because I was like, oh, if it was just in there, you know, I could it could be this. And so I I remember asking you at least for that. I think that might be the only thing I've ever done that with. Mm-hmm. But um, well, but anyway, yeah. the. So yeah, I'm I'm looking at what you've got there, and I'm just thinking, okay, we've got this guy, we've got this Krampus guy, um, and Nicholas is so worn out by the mm-hmm. yearly battle, and he's not he, Santa Claus is in Krampus in in this mythology, he doesn't bring presents to everyone, right. he goes where he's needed, mm-hmm. and he knows where he's needed, but he also knows that when he goes there, Krampus will be there waiting. And so Mm -hmm. he has to choose, do I go or not? And for him, there's (laughs) no choice. He has to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is the Christmas that things maybe kind of take a turn is as far as how St. Nicholas views things and how, um, you know, just what's going to happen next year. Mm -hmm. This is the last year that these two are going to fight Mm -hmm. more than likely. Yeah. And so, but yeah, all this comes from just looking at this artwork and, Trying to figure out what was he thinking, what's what's the story for him, and um, yeah. So it it was a lot of fun to do. Hmm. So. Yeah, it was.
4: And it, I, it, the time period in which we put it out, I mean, we knocked this thing out, and like, boy, start to finish, like two or three months. I, you know, I had the pencils done. They were done very loosely, and I just scanned those in, and mm-hmm. it, it was actually my uh, I, I did the whole I inked the whole thing in manga studio. And so this was sort of like my um my primer on learning Manga Studio I was working on this and I was working on another comic for something else and at the at the same time I was trying to learn uh, Manga Studio while I was using it for both so it was um it was a fun it was a fun way to learn so yeah
0: All right well let's uh let's kind of shift gears and then a little bit away from Krampus uh, before we let you go, I'll have you tell people where they can find you, your website and where they can find this book and stuff. But, um, we are talking about in this episode, Dr. Jason, Steve and I, uh, assuming that that's actually who, who ends up together when we record tomorrow, because this interview is being recorded before I talk with, uh, Dr. Jason, Steve about our actual topic, which is the strange Christmas movies. So, this is the
4: prequel interview
0: right right we 're yeah. doing this all out of out of out of order uh, so Tim uh, we're talking about strange Christmas movies, strange Christmas stories um, i'm not going to hold you to some of the the possible guidelines that we're holding ourselves to i don 't know what the guidelines are going to be anyway, so mm-hmm. <laughs> for you, the sky is the limit um, mm-hmm. as long as it has something to do with Christmas. what are some of your favorite Christmas movies and 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 why mm hmm well,
4: um probably the most recently uh, I watched uh, the kids like to watch elf a lot and that's that's pretty decent It gets kind of cheesy at the end but it's pretty it's a pretty good one, pretty funny uh, and that's just kind of a general overall decent christmas movie um, one original one that's just horrible but is almost worth watching every year just for the sake of tradition, which is is the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> have you Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, yeah. I okay. watched
0: it when it first came out. Yeah, on TV, neat. and then I've seen it since then a couple times <laughs> <And> <laughs> on a
4: bootleg DVD or VHS. Somewhere.
0: VHS, yep. Um, the
4: thing is, just I mean, for a per- a human being to sit and watch that thing, like the whole thing all the way through without fast-forwarded through large like forty minute segments. It's darn near impossible, but I, um, I showed the girls, my daughters, that last, around last Christmas, and it was, a, it was just great. It was a snowy night, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to show you guys this. And everybody agreed in my home that this was just horrible. This was, and my kids were just puzzled because they had seen the other Star Wars movies, and <laughs> I think they're just trying to make the connection. Like how in the world does this interact with what we've seen and what we know? And I was like, (laughs) it doesn't, this is a mistake that George Lucas doesn't want anybody to, if he had the choice, he would burn every last copy. But anyways, that's a, that's one worth.
0: I I have a theory about star Wars holiday special though. And I, I don't know if it's going to get brought up by Dr. Jace or Steve or me when we actually record the episode that we're, that this interview is going to be a part of. But, um, My theory is you can take that two-hour special Uh and you can remove a whole bunch of extraneous stuff and you can get two 20-minute watchable stories (laughs) with the Boba Fett cartoon.
4: Boba Fett cartoon is awesome.
0: And if you just take out all the musical numbers and all the comedy routines –
4: well, leave in the b Arthur Cantina dance scene
0: though
4: no, <laughs> oh please that's the awesomeest that's like you get to see the the aliens
0: like in broad daylight kinda yeah. no one it's it, it's no any music is out you know? <laughs> um and you'll end up if you take all that stuff out, you'll end up with a serviceable t v episode using special effects from the movie that they already use you know yeah. um. <laughs> And all it is is it's a very simple Chewie comes home, has to scare away some stormtroopers, and then they start actually having that – their service, their their tree day thing.
4: Life day.
0: Life day. Yeah. Um, but you cut it out before they like walk across the stars into <laughs> the soundstage forest. Um, right. You stop it before you get to that. Get rid of all the mystical there and just mm-hmm. let them light their candles and be there and have they, a nice little family moment. You've got a They prayed
4: too. Did you did you did you remember that? They prayed. I think I think the Wookiees held hands and prayed mm-hmm. at the end of that
0: <laughs> it, It's wow. so weird, but if you take all those things out, you can you'd end up with a 1970s Star Wars TV episode that's watchable. True. That's my that's my theory. I yeah. I've considered actually doing like a fan edit. Of this mm-hmm. thing, but it's just time, man. It's just yeah. time. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> I cut you off though. <laughs> so yeah. from Star Wars holiday special, we go to. Uh, I'd say the next would probably
4: be Rankin Bass. Any of the Rankin Bass uh, stop motion uh, features from our childhood, whether it be the '60s or the '70s, or I think even on into the '80s, they were doing them. But you, you know, your traditional Rudolph and Frosty. Uh, Rudolph more so than Frosty Although I did, you know, I enjoyed That was just strictly animated
0: Right, yeah, uh, Frosty had some good art design But it wasn't, it didn't feel as um, I don't know, epic? <laughs> I don't know
4: Yeah, and just something about the uh, When you're a kid and you see Stop motion animation for the first time You're just like Kind of blown away by it Because you're like, wait, this isn't a cartoon But this isn't like people What is this? And so that kind of wonder sort of sticks with you and mm-hmm. I don't know I it's something about that um But it's
0: also broad fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, much so. It's it's wizards and it's magic and yeah, there's all the the Christmas wrapping on mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Santa Claus is coming to town, what's holding him back? A oh, wizard. Um I don't know if you remember which one was it? Oh, it was Jack Frost, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Jack Frost is the one that has all of the mechanical soldiers and the bad guy who rides the mechanical horse, all the oh, clockwork wow. stuff that's going on there. Um, awesome. yeah. it's It's so cool.
4: Yeah, there was so much imagination that went into those and so much detail and att- and love and detail that went into yeah. all those little props and the characters and everything. So, yeah, those were impressive. And there was one that I watched. My friend, uh, A friend of mine showed me, and he was just like, I just got to show you this. This is crazy. Called the, I think it's called The Life and, Time, Life and Times or Life and Adventure of Santa Claus. And it was actually that was somewhat, um, on a, at least on a subconscious level, I think, part of the inspiration for the St. Nicholas, the, the was the Night Before Grandpa St. Nicholas thing. Oh, really? Simply- yeah, really. <clears throat> Simply because it was so bizarre. It was almost, I mean, it, I remember watching it. Uh, I was probably pushing middle school. I was probably like fifth, fifth, fourth, fifth grade, something like that. And just being like really puzzled by it because there was like this like council of like, like Santa, there was Santa Claus and then there was like this council that he had. And there were all these like almost, I mean, there was one that was like a bat creature and then there was like a fairy and it was just all and like a I think maybe there was maybe a swamp creature it was just weird it was, just, it was
0: okay I'm gonna search like, this one down because you gotta
4: check it out it was it is bizarre and yeah. so just that sort of like really crazy mythology tied into something that's pre-existing that you never would have tied into it like that really fascinated me
0: now that was written you know, by the, the author of The Wizard of Oz Frank Frank L. Baum
4: yeah and there, or L. I,
0: Frank Baum sorry
4: yeah, and I think that there's there's a at least a, at least one book, possibly a series of books that it was derived from, um, but I don't know a whole a lot more about it other than the weird half hour special that I watched.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to check that out now because it's worth it. Yeah, I did something on my blog that was about um, you know watching them all like as an epic miniseries, you know, the huge epic fantasy miniseries that starts with. Nester the long-eared Christmas donkey, because <laughs> yes. that's the story of Christmas. You know, that's where that's oh, yeah. the origin of Christmas itself. Then goes right. into Santa Claus is coming to town, which is the origin of Santa Claus. But I don't include the one you're talking about because it goes against um, a lot of the other things that they're they've already put into these other ones. Because mm-hmm. um, that was one of the last ones that they did.
4: Yeah, if not the last one.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Jack Frost is the origin of Jack Frost. And Twas the Night Before Christmas. That's when Christmas starts, you know. This mm-hmm. is this is the state the status quo of Christmas. And then you have the year without Santa Claus. Status quo gets interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
4: I never thought of it like this. That's
0: and, great. and then you have Frosty the Snowman. That's the origin of Frosty. Santa Claus is in that one. So there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a crossover. Uh, mm-hmm. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Of course, like Santa's se- in that one.
4: Secret Wars, almost.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Rudolph's Shiny New Year, which was the one where um, it's a direct sequel to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And then you have Frosty's Winter Wonderland, where we get Crystal, Frosty's girlfriend, and marries her. And Jack anima- Frost is evil in this one.
4: Now, is that one animated or is that... Yeah, both motion? of
0: those... Fro- the, the first two Frosty ones are animated, but then you have the Avengers of the nice. series. Christmas uh-huh. in July. Ru- Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July is the big crossover. Rudolph meets Frosty and Crystal and their two little snow children. Uh-huh. Jack Frost is back, but he's good again because he he had his heart warmed in, in the previous one, Frosty's Winter Wonderland. And it is this big... Uh, you can follow these through lines and follow these characters and you know, you're looking at a Lord of the Rings length awesome. epic. So Yeah,
4: never thought of it like that.
0: Yeah, I think I probably thought too much about it. <laughs> it's <not laughs> the problem.
4: Well, you know, just, uh, just to show that other people think like that, I've often been known to, to say that the movie Nacho Libre, the Jack Black movie Nacho Libre, is yeah. essentially the same movie as Chariots of Fire, just slightly different. <laughs> Context.
0: Yeah, You know what I just posted on Facebook today is that Curious George and King Kong are the same story. Interesting. If you think about it, the, the book anyway. Uh-huh. You know, he doesn't get uh, – Curious George is not tempted by a woman. It's a yellow hat. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. But then they're both captured. They're both brought to America. They both cause chaos mm-hmm. except one goes to the zoo and the other one dies. So – yeah, that's it's the same story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and deep. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Chariots of Fire. Mm.
4: Yeah, it's the same message. Same message, I think, is uh, at the core of both films, albeit much different films.
0: Yeah, <laughs> much. Different. Maybe they
4: should do a crossover movie.
0: See? Yeah, yeah. Do a crossover sports movie.
4: Chariots of Libre.
0: Yeah, bring in Nacho Libre. Um, what's his name for Chariots of Fire*? You can bring in Rocky. Yep.
3: Just,
0: you know. Do the Avengers of sports movies.
3: There you
0: go. The ultimate Olympic team. Plus Lucha Libre. Right. Well, right. I mean, he's their he's their cheerleader. Right. Right. Of course. So okay. All so right. yeah, Rankin Bass, those are so cool, and it doesn't surprise me that you would like them because the artistic design Mm -hmm. it reminds me of the i mean not of what you actually do but it Mm -hmm. reminds me of the way you think
4: yeah very much so very much so those are those have always been in sort of the back of my mind uh in sort of my artistic uh box of things to pull from inspiration and whatnot those really stuck with me so let me know what you think of the Santa Claus, uh, Lifetime Santa I'll
0: Claus. I'll track to that down. I tracked <laughs> down a couple other ones because not all of them have been released. Because mm-hmm. um, there's the Pinocchio's Christmas one. Oh and That wow. one's a weird one too. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio's Christmas is just, it, and I didn't remember seeing it. And I'm watching it as an adult. I'm like, wait a minute, I remember that song. Wait a minute, I remember the sequence here, and it was it was cool, but it was weird. And then Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, that was another one that was just so <laughs> bizarre and weird. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, wait, I really do remember this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
4: that's, well, think about it. You're bringing, you're kind of doing a holiday crossover there. You've got Leprechauns, which is this, you know, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day and, and but you're bringing that into, I, I, I've never watched that one, but Christmas Gold, like that's, pretty brilliant. Their well may have been running dry, but they pulled some weird things to throw together
0: uh, in those. They did. Well, and then of course um, you watched the the Halloween one that they did.
4: The Mad Monster Party? Yeah. That one is, again, it's one of those things where I think you and I have talked about it before where it's, it's almost un, impossible to watch, start to finish all the way through with your eyes continually on the television set, trying to understand what's going on. Phyllis was it Phyllis Diller? It was aunt? Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller, and it's just some of it is almost is a little bit inappropriate for children too. The, uh, some of the things that go on, I think Frankenstein likes the has quite the thing for the red haired lady.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and the one <laughs> the one character just has, I don't know how she can stand upright. She's so off balance. Oh, as far as you know, she's very top heavy
4: yeah very much so um
0: it's just weird design there and, um, and I think
4: Fra- frankenstein kind of likes her and then the, his wife is like phyllis diller and she's always yelling at him and hitting him on the head be-
0: telling her to telling him to not i'm just like should kids be watching this this is weird yeah it it very very strange and it, the ending is so morbid
4: oh what, what's the ending i don't think i've ever watched all oh so yeah
0: it, it took me five viewings like five times where I would sit down and start watching, it and just be like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna go do something else and come back to it a couple of days later because it's on Netflix, <laughs> right? Um, right?" And they hold your spot. It ends. Spoiler alert for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it ends with because um, everyone's trying to get the uh, Victor Frankenstein's um, it, ultimate doomsday device weapon uh-huh. that destroys everything. And it mm-hmm. ends with, with uh, Frankenstein sending his nephew and this woman, the redhead woman, uh, on a boat away from the island. And then he activates it and destroys everyone. Everyone dies. <laughs> wow. Except for the, the, the boy and the girl. And then it turns out the girl, she's not human. She's a creation like the monster.
4: Oh, no kidding.
0: Yeah. And so they're in wow. love. But how can we love? You know. And then it turns out, I think it turns out he is too or something like that. It's just so weird.
4: Oh, wow. It almost makes you wonder if they just started filming the thing and just making crap up as they went along. Well, you know? I don't know if they
0: started filming the thing, but I do think that your second statement, the making crap up thing, as they went along, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is so weird, and it's so 60s, too. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, Well,
4: goodness. I tried showing it to my I – I watched part of it with my my daughters. And uh, my middle daughter was, um, she was both, uh, I think, fascinated and repulsed by it at the same mm-hmm. time. Or, not, or just more I, morbidly fascinated with it. Or she'd be like, well, maybe we should turn that back on and maybe we can watch some more of that. I, like, okay. I think
0: that describes the appropriate reaction to have to that thing. <laughs> I think you're um, right. I am not going to make anyone in my family watch it, though. No, just, no. Yeah. I, I love my family too much. So. Yeah. Now that you don't love your family, I'm just saying.
4: Well, we never finished it. Okay. So in so, my own defense, yeah, and in my daughter's defense, <laughs> never finished. Okay, it. so we veered
0: off into Halloween, but yes, um, that does bring up uh, Nightmare Before Christmas,
4: which also is great and probably influenced a lot by the Rankin Bass stuff as, as oh, well. Oh,
0: absolutely, and the the Universal Monsters and of mm-hmm. Tim Burton. who's really, really, really influenced by Universal Monsters.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay, well, Tim, I thank you again for um, allowing us to interview you and talk to you about uh, Krampus. Um, I do want you to give us your websites. Um, Where can we find your books? Um, Because the one important thing here is A, yes, uh, if you buy these books from me, you're supporting me but I'm going to give you Tim's information because I want you to support him um, the thing with any independent comic creator is a lot of time they're spending their own money for the publishing and mm-hmm. for the printing and the distributing and all that stuff and yes I did work on these I, I helped write them but Tim is the one who published them Tim is the one who took the burden of, um, of risk and Tim you know like anyone who does a self-publishing endeavor um Tim is the one who has the copies of the book uh, waiting in a box to get sent out to you and and you, you support him and you support um, you know just creativity in general when you're when you're buying from someone like Tim. So Tim, what's your website?
4: Sure, uh, real easy it's just Timbaron.com dot com and from there um, you can uh, get to my uh, Tumblr blog. And I I update that all the time, um, almost every day. Um,
0: Through through TimBaron.com, people can buy your books, though? Yep. Yep.
4: Just go to the store. And then also, this is exciting, it was recently um, uh, accepted by Comixology um, to sell on Comixology for a download for uh, a mere $1.99, and you get to enjoy the, the full thing if you just want it for your iPad or kindle or whatever everybody's using out there yeah. um there's that option as well
0: and we did figure out uh, there's no direct link that's easy to get to right now but we did figure out if you go to comicsology.com and just type in tim barron it'll yeah. show right up and, yeah
4: or krampus
0: well if you type in krampus some other krampus books will show up
4: i only saw one other krampus though
0: i saw there- i saw another one too uh, okay if you scroll down there's another one gotcha um okay No, you guys want the the cool-looking Krampus book, not these glossy image comics uh, (laughs) imitators. Right,
3: right,
0: right. Um, So, yeah, if you go to comicsology.com and search for Tim Barron, you will find Krampus there. And like I said, you are supporting uh, a creator. You're supporting a small press publisher and... I definitely. I mean, I recommend the books. Yes, I did write them, but one thing I can always do as a comic book writer is I can say, "Look at how beautiful it is! <laughs> Look at how awesome this artwork is!" And I can say that with absolute humility because I didn't draw it. The beauty, the awesomeness, it comes from Tim. So,
4: well, I, always I was along
0: that's... for the ride, and it was a fun <laughs> no, you ride up indeed.
4: You added the uh, electricity that brought the Frankenstein to life. So without your know-how, they probably wouldn't be published right now. Or even if they were, they wouldn't be—they wouldn't read nearly as magically. So you did an yeah. awesome job.
0: Scripting. There's no way to go to the alternate universe where I didn't work on it to find that out. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So support Tim Barron and uh, throw him some business, and he'll appreciate it. I'll appreciate it, and I think you'll appreciate it. Two. And thank you again, Tim, for for coming on Strangers and Aliens.
4: Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ben. All
0: right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. All right, so that was Tim Barron, and I do want to thank him again for joining us.
2: And did you thank say roll tape?
0: I did say roll tape, yeah,
2: yeah. We don't do that anymore. It's an expression.
1: I actually still roll tape every once in a while. No,
2: if you say that, I had I, a... Um... Uh, I taught a intro to aesthetics for film and television class. And one of my older students, probably 45, 48, goes, So, yeah, he was showing a video. He was like, I'm going to roll tape now. And people are like, like My other, <laughs> I had one drogo.
3: What does he mean?
2: What was <laughs> They had no idea what I'm going to spin meant.
1: some wax right now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going get off the 8 track. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, next episode is a uh, Christmas Carol and an Arthur C. Clark and Ray Bradbury story. Um, so it's going to be an old time radio Christmas extravaganza. Our episode after that is going to be part two of Dr. Jace's way of the warrior sermon series. So that's exciting. Um, after that, I'm not sure what we're doing after that. It'll probably be 2014. 14. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thank you gentlemen for joining me tonight you're welcome and taking time for your busy Christmas special, uh, busy Christmas <laughs> schedule to talk about Christmas specials so. any any last words before we before we uh, stop rolling tape
1: yeah schedule
0: nice nice last word i I guess uh, dr yeah, Jace?
1: Uh,
2: yeah I actually out in today by uh, Revealing which movie I had on my most oh, that's hated right. list. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, I will end it by re- recanting my previous disdain for this movie. It was actually bordering on hate. I just didn't understand why people liked it. <laughs> I was bored every single time that I watched it. Okay. And yet this Christmas, I watched it with my wife and my daughter Saren who likes to sit down and watch these types of things with me and I watched it all the way through and I really liked it and that movie was White Christmas
1: nice Ah. nicely done
2: I don't understand what's changed but I enjoyed it this time and we've actually watched it two or three times this last two weeks so nice
1: yep I'm
2: glad you come over to the light side. I know. I don't understand. <laughs> I was always bored, and now I, I think it's really fun.
1: Yeah, it's a good. It's a very good movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I've I've always enjoyed. No, I, I've um my 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 white Christmas grinchiness Scrooginess has faded, and my heart has grown three sizes.
1: <laughs> oh yay! Just yay.
0: Wow, that's that's. I, I'm glad that you've been able to uh, to have that moment, that come to Jesus
2: moment, where you were <laughs> nice. able to, yeah, to are you, are you repent equating, of your your evil. Are you equating Bing Crosby with Jesus? Is that what you're saying?
0: No, I'm I'm talking about have the
2: the. Have, to have another conversation.
0: Feeling? Then. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, ah, forget it. I already said it. There's no <laughs> way for me to. I can't spin that one. So yeah i just try to edit it out yeah all right well with all that said then uh thank you for listening everyone and if you agree or disagree with us let us know we'd love to hear from you and um i think it's time to say goodbye guys
1: goodbye guys
0: guys. nice you both did it excellent (laughs) (laughs) very good and godspeed everyone You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve Macdonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at aliens.com, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.